Greetings, I'm Queen Be Divine, blase, blase. This is the cure is conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase. Cause this is the cure is the conversation. And listen to what we have to say. So sit back. And listen to the guest, Blase Blase, as they share their story and insights, Blase Blase. I hope that it will help you find your own life, Blase Blase, because the cure is the conversation, Blase Blase. So sit back and relax. And listen, blase, blase. Let's go. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen Be Divine, and this is the Cure Is Conversation. And like I always say, conversation not only can help validate the voice, your story, your journey, it can create tributaries to healing. And, And if it's not the place that you're looking for healing, it can definitely lighten the load. And so you can see a way through to get through your life. And today we have a special, 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 special guest. And because you know what? You know when someone resonates with you, like, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's, that's the shit. That's what I gotta do. I gotta talk about this. Dr. Michelle Gordon is one of those people who resonates just by her story. Um, and I couldn't find the words earlier, but it's the resilience we have in common. And, you know, she has done a journey of not only just getting up, but switching careers and just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And a lot of us, <laughs> I know she she's going to say, I don't think it was that easy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> So let's get to the story, blase, blase, tell your story. Greetings from Dr. Michelle Gordon. Go ahead and tell your story. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it depends, you know, I, I really need to know what kind of direction you want me to go because I've got a lot of stories to tell. You know what? Um, I, I want to hear, uh, I would love for you to share with the audience, not only your changing and transitioning of jobs, but tell us a few stories that, you know, knocked you down and you thought you were down, but I wasn't down. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I had my first experience with patriarchy and abuse when I was maybe five, six years old when I went to visit my grandfather. And it wasn't my, I mean, my, my grandparents had this beautiful ranch in Washington State. They had a cattle ranch. There was like a creek behind the, 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 the ranch. And we'd go outside and we'd run hungry. You know, grandma would feed us food and it was awesome. And I'd go into the, the creek and catch fish and I felt like so free and awesome. And, um, and I wanted to go there alone. I just, I begged my dad, I said, please, my parents, and it must have been for, I, I can be very tenacious, right. and so I think I just asked every day for, you know, months, like, I want to go alone, I want to go alone. So finally my dad took me there. Right. And uh, it was great, you know, I, I was, I, they were spoiling me, but then I got spoiled in a way I didn't expect. Right. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Dr. Michelle G, providing weekly accountable insights for lasting happiness and change for high-achieving professionals. Because the next day I woke up and I screamed at the window until my dad came. And I didn't know why until I was about 19 years old when I, when I 
connected some. I mean, I knew I had this memory, like this, it was like something happened that we didn't remember and didn't know what it was. But I was doing some work to kind of bring up some memories and I had this memory come up of me being in this really big bed and my grandfather was his huge hands kind of molesting me. And so I was just a little girl and every time I went back there after that, I was sick. I was like physically sick to my stomach every time I was anywhere near them. And um, and that was that was my first experience with patriarchy. And I tell the story on my podcast. It's called What's Your Life. Starting with episode one sixty two, I'm telling my life story. So so that was the first time someone tried to take something from me. And there, throughout my my childhood, there was a lot of sexual abuse, and there's so much abuse in one year that I don't remember. Mm. And I actually had a sensation of waking up the next year, mm. um, and I don't—I'll never remember it because the brain is so great. Yeah, it's a great it's tool, so, I tell you. Yeah, it's so great because I'll—I'll I'll never remember it. And I don't have to relive it. You know, I lived it once, and my brain said nope, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. Right. You know, I don't have to remember the horrors. Right, right. And um, so my mom was an alcoholic. My dad was. Uh, you know, he was distant, working all the time. Both of them narcissists. Both of them perfect. You know, uh, and and raising their children in a narcissistic fashion, so that we all thought we were entitled and whatnot. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how I grew up. Um, but I was always like, I was the person who would ride a bike and then like fall down and get right back on. Like I never, I never let anything. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Dr. Michelle G, providing weekly accountable insights for lasting happiness and change for high-achieving professionals. And I didn't let them, you know, screw my determination out of me, right? I just I just kept on going. So, so I think that made me an attractive target because they couldn't break me. Mm. And, and um, I used to have this, this recurring uh, dream of a man in black coming and killing my whole family that I got away by hiding behind the next door neighbor's tree. Oh, that's that's funny. I had the same kind of that's it. Wow, that just should send triggers up my spine. Okay, go oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, that's, that's really interesting because so here here I am, you know, a ten year old or something, and afraid that someone's going to kill my whole family. And I lived less than a block from the Catholic school right. and the rectory. And so I put two and two together. The man in black was a priest, and most likely these were some of the things that were happening to me. Um, you know, just put it all together, and it makes sense. You know, because of how uh, how the pedophiles will groom children and tell them yes. they're involved in it, and tell that they're going to kill their family and all those things. And so it's 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 great because now I you know it all makes sense. I don't have that dream anymore. <laughs> yeah, you connected some dots for me a moment ago. Ah, wow. <laughs> That's great. Yes. So, 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 with the with the and and, and actually, you know, in, in doing my podcast, I've done a lot of research, right. and it's, you know, we've said that it's one in four girls right. in in America, right. uh, and I probably can say Canada too because there's really not a whole lot of difference in our culture, right? Um, are are abused right. by someone they know, right. but it's actually higher than. It's actually one in two Ooh, uh, throughout, yes. throughout our, as we were growing up, they're abused, you know, in some way. Mm. So whether it's a cat call 
whether it's you know some sort of objectification or somebody's grabbing their ass like what happened to Taylor Swift. Yeah. And um, and so it it's because we live in a patriarchy, because we live in a, in a society that has objectified women and girls and said you have to look a certain way, you're only here to please, you have to serve and please, and if you don't look a certain way, then you have no value. Right. And so working through all those things for me has been really liberating. Right. And so, um, so you know, fast forward, I ran away from home when I was 15 right. because I started to remember my life. I, I had a brother also who was uh, sexually abusive. And, and so I didn't remember it until I was 15. And, and so I was like, well, this kind of sucks. And so I ran away. Right. And then I got into the foster care system group homes and all this stuff and then they then they decided that I was uh, that I was addicted to, to alcohol or drugs and mm-hmm. so I went down that path and of course that wasn't my issue my issue was I had trauma brain yes right so so here I am you know figuring this shit out and I can I cuss on your pocket of course go right ahead okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so um, I realized that it's probably easier right. to just live at home until I graduate. Right. I went to live with my mom for a while. It was really weird because my mom's an alcoholic. So I went back home and I stayed at home uh, until I graduated from college. I mean, high school, until I graduated from high school. And then I um, then I tried to. So, oh my God, this is so funny. So I'm gay, <laughs> right? Married to a lady. Right. And. Um, and I was—I I grew up in southeastern Washington State, where there's a church on every corner. Right. Okay. And and here I am, you know, as a, in puberty, realizing I'm a girl. Right. And and even from when I was a little girl, like like my best friend down the block, I was going to grow up and marry her. It was just uh-huh. natural. <laughs> so and so um, so the '80s, you know, my, my puberty hits in the late '70s, um, early '80s, and I started experimenting. Right. right. I, you know, that's, that's what happens. Right. Experiment, and I, I develop all this shame mm. around uh, my sexuality because it's wrong because of what the Jesus people said. Right. <laughs> You're listening to the Cure is Conversation with Dr. Michelle G, providing weekly accountable insights for lasting happiness and change for high achieving professionals. <laughs> I love you. Sorry. So I end up, I end up like graduating from high school and going to a Christian college. Wow. Where I, of course, struggle with being gay. <laughs> yes. I could imagine. Oh my goodness. Yes. It must have been quite a journey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I ended up looking out of there, went back home, and, and, um, you know, went back home for uh, like six or seven months or something and, and did some junior college stuff. And flunked out there too because I didn't know who I was. Right, right. And uh, finally ended up moving uh, from southeastern Washington State, the Tri Cities, to uh, Seattle. Right. And I got a job and I figured out how to, you know, support myself right. and all those things. But I, I knew that I wanted to do something bigger in the world and, and I knew that I wanted to have this through education. Right. And so I, I, had a stable job and a place to live, and I got into. I started going to school at. Um, I think it was. 
North Seattle Community College or one of those. Mm -hmm. And I, I went there and uh, the whole time I was in Seattle, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to this ex-gay group. Right. Okay. Interesting. I, I can't, I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to be a Christian and I can't be gay and it's all, you know, so I'm living this life <laughs> where it's um, just incongruent. So right. I have trouble with my beliefs. And I meet a woman at the ex-gay group and we become lovers. <laughs> so, you know, so it was just, it was just really weird. But then I ended up um, meeting some people from California. Right. And an ex-gay group that works. So I went to, I went down to Southern California looking for the ex-gay promised land. Right. And, and, um, so before we go, before we get for, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, understand this X gay. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask this X gay. Do you mean X gay that they're, they don't want to no longer be gay or is this because the yeah. Christ, cause Christianity has, has not allowed them in. So they have to say, I'm not gay. Yes. Conversion therapy. You see, I just, I, you know, Oh, I, God bless us. We're moving forward. We're getting better. One day at a time. Yeah, One day at a time. There, the guy who, tra- who taught the, the program that I did, he's still, he's, he like, moved to the Midwest. I think he's in Kentucky or Kansas or something. Right. Because it's not, you know, it's not acceptable now in California and New York. And, you know, so in the middle of the country where they're super fundamentalist, it's still there. Wow. It, it's amazing that, you know, we have something called the power of the voice and we still are not truly educated on how to use it correctly. Yeah, well, you know, I think that when you're when you're indoctrinated with the belief, yeah, I, yeah, I, yes, you definitely. Have, you know that, that you can't get into heaven if you if you use your body this way, wow. right? I mean, now, I mean, now I'm, I'm not even. I mean, I think Jesus was great. I think he was, yeah, spiritual avatar, right? He was probably a yogi, right? Um, but he's not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get God. There's a there's a lot there's many ways, and the idea of heaven being in the sky for me is ridiculous. Sorry, I I know some Christians now are going to get really mad at me. I love you either way, um, but heaven. No, I, I don't. I'm not. not no, 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 no. I'm saying for me. For me. Thank you. For me, if you're hearing me and you're getting, ah, I love you either way. This is nothing to do. I'm just saying that I have learned on my journey and being a Catholic and having to walk away from Catholicism because it just, and God bless religion if you need it, but it didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me because there were so many contradictories that I found in religion, whether it be Catholicism, Christianity, and we can go on forever. Um, because, you know, when you when you go through experiences like you and I, you realize the one thing that we need is each other. Pause for the cause. A queen, the divine original called Marshall. C-A-L-M, Marshall. A calming moment where you can sit back and reflect at the information that you just heard. And also the three P's, pen, pencil, and paper, so you can jot down what vibrates with your inner core. Also, please be aware of your surroundings, because mental health means to always be aware of the beauty that surrounds you. Also, this is a great time to grab a beverage, water, juice, so we can keep the positive flow of vibration going throughout your body. Thank you for listening to this Queen Be Divine original commercial. A moment in the podcast to just take a deep breath. <laughs>
and reset. So let's get back into The Cure is a Conversation. Unpause for the call. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm Queen B. Divine. The Cure is Conversation. And where can you find me? At BluntReflections.com, where I will be talking to guests from around the world that not only share their time, but their insights and their tips on how they became the best version of who they were meant to be. So if you're looking for a great story and a great time, check me out at BluntReflections.com. The Curious Conversation. And remember, blase, blase means to tell your story. Thank you. Say that again, sister. Say that again. We don't even know. Thank you. We don't know. Even, even the gospels that we that we translated from Aramaic or whatever right. they're written in. First of all, they're they're not translated literally. Right. They're translated. You know. They're tra- even 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 the Old Testament where it says a man shall not lie within the man. Right. That really means child. It, it when you look at the context of right. it, it's a child right it doesn't you know so so they're there's damning pedophilia they're right. not damning homosexuality right which i think is very very interesting but moving on right. um religion is just a form of mind control it was just a way to control the masses. yes i agree with you and it was you know when you when you move from witchcraft and wizardry right which is what you know what we had before to uh this this belief of of some creator in the sky who's going to come back right you know, and and at the end of the day, when you really think about the second coming of Christ, uh, the second coming of Christ, right. the second coming of Christ is actually your understanding that you, you the kingdom of God is within you. Thank you very much. Said. That's 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 how I have learned on my journey. What what I have perceived it to mean. Is that you know you know I know many believe that there is a man that's going to land and he's going to come from the sky and, and that's okay it's all fine and dandy but I have woken up to a new realization that it's within you like you said the kingdom of God is within you and I've known that I have become more empowered with that truth opposed to any other defined definition of what it means so I I, I completely agree with you on that level yeah and as <clears throat> children of God and if you're a child of God then your birthright is that is your birthright. Right, right, right. Right. So, so there's there is abundance out there. You know, God wants you to have all, all the things, everything you want in your life. Wants you back. I mean, these are these are really important principles. Yes, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, when I when I think about things like Revelation, which makes us think that Christ is coming back, right? It's the, it's the, <laughs> the great reveal. The Revelation written by John. But but there's seven seals. There's seven horses. There's right. Seven. Right. There's also seven chakras. Yes, there is. And seven major chakras. There are more, but there's yeah, seven but there's major. A lot more right. Them, but, but, but when you when you there's there's a certain way of breathing right. that can activate your pineal gland. Right. Activate your pineal gland. You're activating something called DMT. Right. DMT is the God particle, and it actually helps you to expand your consciousness and get into the side of your brain, which is the right side of your brain, 
that is really connected and wired into the universe. Mm. And that's and that's it. That, that, that's it you know and just having this back and forth which is just a delicious i love this um <laughs> it shows you what you can learn on the journey of experience because i know that even in my own trauma um you know when you said about the dream um i remember i had the same dream it was it was this big giant man or dark energy i couldn't say man but back in the day you know you you, you assume broad shoulders and everything with the man and it destroyed my family. And I was the only one saved because I was hiding under a desk. And I was the only one saved. And I thought, what does that mean? <laughs> what are the, I mean, I ended up leaving home. It's, it's, it, 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 I think it's really, I've never had anyone who had the same dream as me. Right. And I think it's really interesting that, you know, I would, in, in, in researching for my podcast, right. I came across the steps of grooming. Right. And, one, you know, one of the steps that, that is so devastating to a young mind yes. is they they make it their fault. They make it the yeah. fault of the child. And when you when you think about the fact that children live in this this absorptive state, their the brain waves are you know much slower because they have to learn. Right. And that's when that's when we form our beliefs. Yeah, and so if someone tells you when you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old that you're not worthy, you're not worthy, you're not good, you're not good, this is all you're good for, you, you know, that gets ingrained into you. And yeah. to undo that takes time. It takes time. It takes, you know, realizing that this is not, this is not true. You are, you know, wonderfully made. You're being perfect in the image of God. And there is nothing wrong. There exactly there. It, it, that's that's one of those things that I had to work on. I remember being a very yeah. conscious teen and saying, "I don't want to be working on this as I'm 40, so I'm going to start now." And I'm still here. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. You know, imagine there's a lot of things that I've learned in the last five years that, that I wish I know. Yeah. So. Now a word from our sponsor. Are you a lost traveler? Of course you are. We all are. Whether we're traveling the landscapes of our own imaginations or the globe itself, each of us is looking for answers or perhaps new questions. Join me, your host, Henry Cameron Allen, on the adventure of a lifetime, where we'll talk about developing skills for a new day. We are all pioneers now. Each of us a teacher, each of us a student. Let's talk about it on The Lost Traveler. Hey, I was just wondering if you were interested in learning more mental health tips to helping you become the best version of who you want to be, to encourage you that change can happen anytime and it doesn't always have to be negative. Do you want to learn from people just like you who've had stories and situations that they have overcome and still are going on the journey. Well, The Cure is a Conversation has guests just like that who share their story to inspire you to continue the journey to be the best version of you. So why don't you join me and become a monthly subscriber and you will have access 
access to these fascinating and wonderful people and their story and get to listen to me as host of The Cure Is Conversation. Come share the joy, transparency, and the victory of success because you define your success and these stories, they will help you to see that, hey, you're already there. Just keep going. Look forward to being with you and sharing the stories. In my 20s. Right. But, you know, I was going through the experience I needed to go through in my 20s. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, understanding the... I just... I, I read it a bunch of times, and it, it just took so long to understand that it's all about belief. Yes. And every limit in my life is because of a belief I have. And when I got to that, and I just was like, oh, then the sky's the limit because I can change any belief. The only thing I can't change is the law of gravity. So in, 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 in your realizing that your belief system is what gets you to the next step or, or limits you, how did, how did your belief system play in you becoming a, a surgeon and, 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 and doing all of that and, and then going, nah, I'm good, I got to do something else? <laughs> My, my history real quick. So right. I did the XK thing. Um, I believed I, I was cured. I got married right. to a man and I had a child. Right. But of course I married someone just like my parents and, and he was a super narcissist. So the, the marriage broke up. But I had this child and my child got sick at 21 months. He had cancer. Wow. And I was just coming out of college. So I had to take some time off. And then our uh, the marriage broke up and I still had to deal with this really, really sick kid. Mm. And I couldn't even hold a job because he was like in the hospital all the time. Mm. And so it was really, it was really hard because my ex-husband was really bitter. He took me out the insurance, didn't want to pay, all these things. Wow. And, um, you know, when I look at it now from, from the perspective of time, right. you know, he was a real jerk. Oh. And I thought it was all my fault. I thought everything was my fault. Mm-hmm. So... Fast forward, I um, once my son got a little bit more stable, I, just, I had tried to keep a job, and I, I realized that I, it was time to go back to school. So I had already graduated from college. I graduated with a you know, bachelor's in um, biology with an emphasis in chemistry. And I was like, I need to go to medical school. I really want to be a doctor. I've always wanted to be a doctor. This is what I'm going to do. And so I applied to all the medical schools I could think of in America. And I got one interview mm. because I went to this really, really exclusive school that doesn't believe in grade manipulation. And so my, oh. my GPA was only 2.9, which is really good for that school. Right, right. Not good for, for medical school. So I got an interview. And I was super excited. I got this interview. It was on April 15th. Right. And on April 7th, my brother died. Oh. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Right. And I, um, I said, I'm going to go to my brother's funeral and I'm going to go to my interview I'm not gonna ask them to change it I'm not gonna do anything so I did that and then they said oh we're gonna put you on the list okay okay now this school was seven miles from my house so if you believe in the power of manifestation not only did I manifest the interview I had nothing else on my mind and I didn't even know about manifestation back then but I was like super focused I every other week I would call Hey, you know, just checking in, seeing how it's going. Did you, you know, did you get a seat yet? Right. Whatever. And then as the as 
as August of 1996 came closer, and I knew that school was going to start, I started calling like every other day, and I said, look, you know, I'm right here. I will drop everything to come to school. I will <laughs> drop everything to come to school. And so this was back in the day of answering machines with a tape. <laughs> I mean, cell phones were a thing, but we still had answering machines. Yeah. So I was like, from home, calling to check my answering machine times a day. So finally one day I call and there's a message from the school. I'm like, we have a seat for you. I'm like, oh, but you just need to bring twelve hundred fifty dollars. It's like, oh shit, I don't have that money. <laughs> so here I am, I call my dad. Dad, I need twelve hundred fifty dollars. I got a seat. He wired me the money and I went there and I got into school five days before school started. And that's my that's how I got into school. So that of us wow. And I just had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. But it was great because now my son's getting chemo, right? Oh. And I, I'm in school, so <clears throat> I could just, you know, I didn't have to go to class. I just study. I mean, I had to go to anatomy class and stuff, but, but I was. It gave me a lot more freedom. Right. Okay? So I get through medical school, whatnot, and I start looking at what I want to do. Okay. And I really thought because of my son, I thought, oh, I want to do pediatric oncology. I want to mm. you know, work with sick kids. And as I, as I went through my rotations, I did a retrospective and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going into the operating room every chance I get. doesn't matter what rotation I'm on, I'm going into the operating room I'm going to be a surgeon. Yeah. And so so that's how I, I did surgery, so I ended up going into general surgery. And the thing that's really interesting for me is that when I look back in my life, right. like, I chose to be something every single time before it happened. I chose to be in medical school. I chose to be a, a, a doctor after I got this is my new identity of doctor. And then when I decided on surgery, I had like people would say, What do you do? And I said, I'm a surgeon. Right? And um, and so I did that and I, I manifested a great job. I, I then created my own practice, grew it to five surgeons, multi million dollars, and it sucked. Oh wow, look at that. Okay. And and if there is there's anything that you can take away from this this podcast today is that money is not the answer. Mm. Money is not the answer. Mm. Money will not bring happiness. I've lived without money. I've lived with money. I've been happy both ways. Of course, living with money is easier. I, I will not say it's not. It is. It's easier, but it's not. It doesn't bring you happiness. Because if it did, we would have Tony Bourdain and um, what's her name? The, the first, first lady who, you know, killed them. You know. Oh, don't tip of my tongue. I know you're talking about Tory, that. Not Tory Burch, but um, I can't, you know, can't really. somebody on the podcast will remember. <laughs> but, but, yes. You know, we wouldn't have people who are wealthy killing themselves. That's very, well, I love how you said that. Money is not, yeah, and a lot of people don't get that, but the fact that you, you know, you point that out, you've done both and you're happy. But I love how you said, yeah, it may, you know, money money has its, has its place, but it's it's not no, the it answer. Does. I mean, it's a lot, it, listen, it's, 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 it's great to know that I never have to worry about food. Right. I never have to. I never have to worry about, um, you know, my house. Right. And I mean, there's there's a lot of things, right? right? I don't have a lot of debt. I've got money in the stock market. I mean, so those those things are great. I don't have to worry about money. Um, but of course, I still want to make it. Right. Because that's you know that's just part of living in an economy. Um, but when I when I started like realizing that I did not like surgeons. Yeah. I did not I was I was tired of staying at home. Right. 
um, because that's part of the lifestyle is, you know, just you don't get to sleep at night because there's emergencies and surgery. And I started really longing to sleep at night. And at a couple of points, I contemplated suicide. I was like, right. I can't live like this. And I thought, well, it's going to be a lot easier to live without surgery than to be dead. You know, yes. So it was, um, I worked through the pandemic, the very beginning of the pandemic in New York, work, the front lines, nobody was surviving. It was demoralizing, which was hard. And hmm. It wasn't just that, but it got really hard to even walk into the hospital. Right. So I, um, I said, that's it. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. I was done my practice. And I had had a, a, some moderate success with my online business. And I said, well, I can just work on this. And so um, that's kind of what happened. And I, I realized that the only reason I became a doctor was because of a book by four about my mother who said that um, doctors are rich. Those guys are rich, they're doctors, and I went, my five-year-old brain decided to, I, I needed to please my mom and become a doctor, and because I need to be rich. And, and I had this belief that the only way I could make money was as a doctor. Wow, you see, you, you know, so, I, you, give, you gave me this, you know, um, again, connecting your dots, because that was the one thing as a child, um, no one spoke to me. No one ever had a comment. And I remember used to, I remember leaving or being 19 and, you know, just, you know, when you round out your life, you look back. And I remember if only my mother and my siblings would have spoke to me, they would have known. You're listening to The Cure is Conversation with Dr. Michelle G. Providing weekly accountable insights for lasting happiness and change for high achieving professionals. And I think that's why I start this conversation because it's it, that that's that's the dot you're connecting for me. Because I'm like, where did I love talking? But that's great, uh, you know. But and I'm like, that's this is where it's come from because I I wasn't a talker as a child. I never spoke. I never did anything. So it just this sort of came out of just becoming stronger spiritually and allowing my voice to come out naturally. And this is where right. I landed. So and this is why I say it's so important to share your story because you never know what doors will be unlocked with a conversation you yeah. know you just I never that's know that's great i mean you just you just had a couple of big aha yeah for me yeah for me it's a big aha because now i realize that you know my dream my vision was you know i was going to survive maybe everybody would get knocked down but i was going to survive no matter what had happened and i remember for me the stranger was the man that she married that just destroyed everybody in my view um, but one of us, me, maybe, I like to think that I, I, my, I define my success as being able to con connect with you on an intelligent, spiritual level. That's my definition of success. I can have a conversation with you. That's my definition. So I'm here. And you, um, from, you know, uh, you didn't get into it, but I'd love to have you back, how you transitioned from being a surgeon and, and realizing I'm not happy. This is just not yeah, well, doing it took me 30 years to, to realize I was in the wrong career. And it took me, you know, after I under, uncovered the belief, it took me another five years to take action on it. And so, um, yeah. And, and now you know, what I do is I help you launch your life. That's, yes. that's what it is. I help you launch your life because midlife is such an opportunity. You know, women, women have menopause. And I don't really focus on menopause, but, you know, it's a real opportunity because it's so disruptive to really 
reinvent yourself. And um, we have so much burnout and so much go, go, go here in America. And we have an opportunity to really stop and make friends with ourselves yeah. and then create the life that we always dreamed of. And that's what I am. And that's, that's what we need today because a lot of people, like, as you know, as you said, social media and everywhere, there's a lot of fear based and a lot of people are losing that belief in self and, and hoping that things will just work out when really you have to put the thought process of your goals in your mind. You have to focus and say, I like, I want to do this. You know, like, you know, as much as they might sound hokey to some vision boards, if you need it, put it, put a vision board, write a gratitude journal, do it. I have something called a mind movie where I put, put pictures behind uh, uh, music right. that I watch when I need, when I need some, some, you know, support. I like that. So, you know, for my for my listening audience that's listening, and you definitely resonate with people because it just, just everything you say was just an amazing, delicious. Um, let people know where they can contact you so they can get um, some more information and advice. Yeah. So on, on um, Instagram, I'm Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R. Uh, Michelle Gordon, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-A-G-O-R-D-O-N, so Dr. Michelle Gordon. Uh, on Facebook, it's my personal profile, it's D-R-M Gordon, and you can email me, drgdrg at drgordon.me, drgordon.me. And if, you know, I'd really love to get your advice if you want to come and uh, fill out my, I've got a questionnaire, it's, called, it's at discover.drgordon.me. All right, thank you so much. Discover me. Okay. Thank you. You see, once again, I want to thank you for spending your time. And even though our connection was kind of choppy in the beginning, we got it. When we got it, we got it. You see what I'm saying? That's why in the beginning we said, you know, it's all right. Because sometimes things, there's a time for everything and it's perfectly meant for that moment. So I believe this moment was perfect for us. So thank you for for just you know just sharing your light and your journey and your story and please if you sh- dr michelle uh, gordon resonates with you please check her out in the description box because she's got a, a plethora you love that word a plethora of information to share with you i'm queen be divine and remember like what i always say if you're looking for love outside yourself you've gone too far start within and then let it resonate out into the world darling. any last words for our audience before i sign off michelle dr michelle oh, please please uh, go and check out my podcast launch your life uh, starting with episode 162 oh okay there you go you see i tell you the story and the conversations everything so one love and take care of yourself thanks so much I am Queen the Divine, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. The Cure is a Conversation podcast is brought to you by BluntReflections.com, where mental health is the priority, because the priority is you, and you deserve to be the best version of who you were meant to be. Today's guests share their stories and journeys and their insights in continuing that journey. So be sure to check out any links below if you'd like to continue that path on becoming the best version of you. I myself have been down that road and believe me, it is very difficult sometimes to find the support and information so you can become the best version of you. This is why I've created The Cure is Conversation. 
It will definitely lighten the load so you can see the best way forward. And when you have someone who you can trust or you feel comfortable with to have that conversation with, it is definitely empowering. So please check back weekly where I will feature guests who will help you move forward to becoming the best version. Greetings, our queen, be divine, blase, blase. This is the curious conversation, blase, blase. I do hope you are having a great day, blase, blase, cause this is the cure, is the conversation, and listen to what we have to say. So sit back and listen to the guest, blase, blase, as they share their story and insights, blase, blase. I hope that it will help you find your own light, blase, blase, cause the cure is a conversation, blase, blase. So sit back. And relax and listen, blase, blase.